Welcome. My name is Licia Dewing, and I'm a career strategist. The Career Revolution interview series is the space where we interview ordinary people who've done the extraordinary to revolutionize their career. They've done the unconventional, they've taken the road less traveled, they've done something different to the status quo, and they're now standing in the sunshine of their career. It's a revolution, and it's all about you. Enjoy the listening. Welcome, Zumkita. We're live, we're live, we're live. Everything looks good. You're here. Let's test your mic. Can we hear you? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, can you hear me? Absolutely, okay. I can hear you. Let's give a moment for people to join us and um, come in and start watching. We're going to see who's in the comments. Tanya's tuning in. Welcome, Tanya. Um, I'd love for everybody to let us know if you're watching this on replay or live. Well, now it's live, but it will be in replay. And share with us the city that you're tuning in from. You are here at Career Revolution. What is Career Revolution? Career Revolution is a series created to inspire you. It's a series created of interviews and episodes and strategy, strategy sessions to encourage you to do the unconventional and revolutionize your career. Revolutionize yourself because everything's changed. We're not going back to the old. There's a whole new world of work waiting for us and it requires some revolutionary thinking, some revolutionary strategy and some revolutionary people. Today is episode Inspire, and I'll be interviewing and talking with the esteemed guest, Zimkita Mabendla. Welcome, Zimkita, for being here with us. Zimkita is the queen of sabbaticals. I met Zimkita because she was on a sabbatical, and she's going to share some interesting tips and thoughts and journeys around what's been going on with her. I'd like to ask everybody who's here, thank you for joining us. Let's have a look and see. We've got Luanda from Durban. Hello, Luanda. We've got Natalie from Cape Town. Hi, Natalie. Yolanda from Cape Town. We've got Temba tuning in from Pretoria. Edwina, you're tuned in live and you're coming from Cape Town. That's fantastic. Hi, everybody. I look forward to um, sharing some great stuff with you. So, Let's get started. Let's zoom in and get started. Zimkita, you have made some incredible power plays in your career. There's no other way to describe this but power plays, single-handedly on your own. You've changed, you've challenged the status quo. 
Mm-hmm. You changed the rules because you decided what you wanted to define success on your own terms. What was success for you? And then you went on and you just did it. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being ready to inspire in the career revolution. There was absolutely nobody on the planet of the earth that I wasn't going to interview if it wasn't going to be yeah. you. Um, (laughs) it's an absolute pleasure so i want to start i'm going to read your post that you posted on linkedin because a lot of your journey has been about developing your thought leadership and you created a post on linkedin which was phenomenal i want to start by reading that and while i get to it i'd love for you zimkita to share with everyone how we met because that's part of the the inspiration story in itself. And and as you said, Alicia, we met uh, on the 17th of, I mean, we were on a panel on the 17th of August uh, in uh, 2020. And I was was, uh, two months into my sabbatical. And um, Saika, um, I think around about July, called me to say, would you like to be on this panel? And and and, and it was a women leadership um, a, a, a conference, and we were talking career strategies and and the reasons why sometimes we have to withdraw from the corporate world, take a little bit of a breather, and 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 and, and come back again. So it's been a year since I first uh, met you this year, and I've been following you on LinkedIn, and I really love your content. So I'm quite honored to be here and I thank you so much for the invitation. Well, I've been following you and I love the fact that we met because you had taken that sabbatical. Yes. I mean, you you pointed that out. We would never have met if you had have continued in your corporate role, head down, working away. So there, there's just, to me, that that that's fascinating in itself. So Zamkita, here's the post that you you shared. I'm going to read this for everybody because I think it's amazing. Please go ahead and follow Zimkita on LinkedIn. But this is how, it's quite a long post, but there are these last two paragraphs that I'm going to read out. So it starts with, it was a moment to choose, to take a public failure and gain private victories. It was a moment to trust in my CA brand and its promise of sustainable woman empowerment. 12 years later, I don't have one single regret. I stood by my CA brand and it stood by me through some of the most tumultuous years. Always unwavering, resolute, comforting, undeterred in its liberation of women, in its defense of my right to self-actualize, to leave a lasting legacy of empowering women. I am Zimkita Mabindla, CASA. Try to clip my wings again but also grab a front row seat and watch me and my brand soar when we are under attack. Whoa! <laughs> so that post went completely viral. And, it um, did, it did. Um, it was a Women's and, Day post, yes. It was a Women's Day or Women's Month post, I think, yes. yes. And garnered some huge success. So let's talk about the Queen of Sabbatical. You've taken a number of sabbaticals throughout your career, but we met, and the one that was the the most prominent was most recently, where you took your longest sabbatical. Just 
talk to tell us about what was going on not from a private what was going on in your life but what was going on in your mind when you were preparing yourself to go into that sabbatical you you knew you needed to define success on your own terms you knew that what was happening the world the world of work and your work wasn't working for you and you knew that something needed to change start with that and and take us through that uh, Alicia, um, I, I will have to touch a little bit on the fact that the sabbatical was due to the fact that my 14, my daughter just turned 14 at the time, and um, around about 11, she she was dealing with a personal medical condition, mm -hmm. and we had been on this journey for about three years, and I was working, and I, I just didn't feel I was paying attention to her, and 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 I was trying to balance everything. So, so the moment where I actually decided to take a sabbatical, she's about to turn fourteen on the thirteenth of February. This is uh, January the third, and then she says to me, "Mommy, I don't feel like being fourteen. I, I don't. I'm not even looking forward to being fourteen anymore, right?" And I, that's a moment for me. I was like. I have to do something more drastic than just uh, taking her to the doctors and going back to work and all of mm -hmm. those things. And I had to think carefully. I am a divorced single mom. I'm a divorced single parenting and single providing mom. Who has, you said, Lysia, I've taken sabbaticals before. So 2016 was the year where I was trying to rebuild, right, my, 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 my reserves. I did that. 2017, my daughter gets sick. Now it's 2020, I have to take the sabbatical. So I had to think deeply to say, what skills do I need to get? Because I don't, I never ever want in all the sabbaticals I've taken to parent my daughter or to, uh, to, 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 to coach her. I never want to be in a position where I blame my daughter in the future, right? That my career was somehow stalled and, mm. and, and I had to make these huge sacrifices for her. So I actually had to think deeply, what is it that I would want to achieve during a sabbatical? And it was thought leadership, it was writing, it was visibility to young people in the profession. It's, it's important, I believe, that black women leaders are visible in the profession. We are visible in writing thought leadership, giving opinions and telling our stories in authentic ways so that we can draw young people to us so they can speak to us. So that's the reason why I actually said, okay, it's okay for me to go on sabbatical. EY said to me, uh, we can uh, give you an option to, we can continue paying for your retirement funds and medical aid. I said, I am actually withdrawing completely because I want the freedom to write. Mm -hmm. I want the freedom to be visible because it's always been a dream of mine and it's one of the ways I define success to be a, a, a visible leader, black woman leader in the profession. Mm -hmm. And then I can draw young people and have the conversations that I think need to be had with them. So I can mm -hmm. tell you this year, I lost a lot of money on the sabbatical itself, but I view 2020 to be the, the most successful year of my career. So that's, Congratulations, and I'm so glad somebody had a good 2020. You position that, but let's just talk about the the money side because we, you know, many of us would love to be able to take a sabbatical, but potentially we can't. So, 
what I think I'm going to do is follow up with the session next week with a strategy session around how to get your head around that. In other words, um, it's not about if you're in the work that's not working for you, the option could be A, to take a sabbatical, or B, what can you do to try and shift things around? Now, for you, it was an internal friction of my daughter needs me, and this is most pressing. You were redefining, you were a mother first, before you were the director, the CA, and so forth. Your role as motherhood came first. And secondly, you you were able to take the sabbatical, but you took it knowing that it was going to completely set you back as you say, from a from a cash flow perspective, but that wasn't what success meant for you. And to, to come out of that year and say 2020 was your most successful year is just the most amazing, wonderful thing. And that's your power play. That's why you are here. That is the inspiration that um, is phenomenal. So talk us through some of the things that you did and the thinking and the decision, like the day you're going to, the, you've made the decision, I'm going to resign, I'm out of here, I'm going to leave. There must have been so much fear. I mean, what was that like? What was that like when you had to go in and say, thanks, corporate role, I'm doing it on my own? Uh, Alicia, it's quite interesting because I actually resigned from EY, I think end of February right and then yeah. COVID hit later on and then I got two emails uh, from uh, from HR saying are you still sure right they didn't, um, know, they didn't, they didn't want to lose you no yes they didn't obviously I, I, I do add value I do add value I, I, that one I can assure you I, I add yes, value, value. <laughs> yes. so um they said are you sure and and, and I was like actually I am I am um because of the fact that, I mean, I mean, other than being a mother and everything, I do believe that um, when we are in corporates, we actually, especially um, when it comes to black women, we are so cluttered. You know, there's so much clutter around what we need to do. Oh my God, lean in, lean out, do all of these mm -hmm. things that we don't think about the future. I want young women to actually look at me, understand my story, understand the hardships I've gone through as a partner and resonate with me, right? Yeah. I even said, I said, if I'm signing a JSE listed company, a top 100 JSE listed company as a black woman, one of the only few black women to ever sign a JSE listed company, I want a young woman to understand that this is a divorced woman who is a single parent to a child with chronic illness, right? Yeah. And then they know that it's possible. It is possible for us to, to make these career moves, to wait until we can have the confidence, the capacity, the capability to mm. do these things. So for me, that's more important than anything to be visible to young people, especially young women in the profession, knowing the kind of um, stuff that we carry with us, right? When we get married and we have children and mm. what society expects of us, it's okay to take a little bit of a breather, to, to rethink your strategy, go back. But it's important for us to parent our children and parent our children well, and to try and balance that with being successful in our careers. And, and, yes. and things will be restored to you. The yes. things will be restored to you at some point. So it's okay. So, and I mean, for anybody listening, and, and certainly for myself, what was what you needed to do was a decision that was deeply personal, but it was based around what does success meant for you. And success meant for you being able to 
balance everything. And you could see that you were dropping, you know, the the the, the ball, you know, that, that the analogy of the juggler. You're juggling lots of balls, particularly women, professional women who are working. And, you know, the analogy of the juggler is that you're juggling these balls and there are certain balls that will bounce back if you drop them and there are certain balls that are glass. And if you drop them, they will break. And you knew that you were holding on to a glass ball with your your daughter's health, your daughter's mental stability and, and with everything. You also knew that that you were going to drop the ball of finances and earning an active income, but that would bounce back up again, that it wasn't going to be something that was going Precious. to be a deterrent for you. So it's about the, the, the element of juggling is so relevant to so many women, but your definition of success was taking that time out. It might not necessarily be anybody else's, and they might have different solutions or different scenarios to what you know what 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 their their situations potentially could be but i just want to talk about the power plays now we've spoken about you define success on your own terms you were clear around what you wanted to do and it wasn't a case of yes there was fear but you were resolute the clarity of what you needed helped to take you through the conversations when the company kept saying are you sure <laughs> do you are you sure about this do you want to resign defining success challenging the status quo this has been a theme I know that I've learned from you from throughout your career, from the time that you qualified and you were pregnant almost in the same time. What was, it was like 12 days difference between you gave birth to your daughter and you qualified. And it was at that point that you said, what is a mother and what is a, you know, financial professional and how do the two roles merge and can I challenge this? So talk to me about the challenging, the, you know, challenging status quo of parenting and and marriage and and then qualifying and, and so forth. Yes. Uh, Lucia, I'm going to start with, uh, I mean, I normally use, I mean, if you see uh, a lot of the profiles that I've done, I use a, a, an analogy of a, ga a card game. So uh, when we were growing up yes. in Butterworth, in the trans guy and in the villages, uh, village um, boarding school, so I, I, my mom was in a town and my dad in the township and then we went to a village boarding school. But we always played card games, you know, like a crazy aid and all of those things. So I use that analogy because that's what resonates with me. So if you're looking in, 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 in terms of a card game, right, and I'm hoping that I'm going to get this because it's normally clear in my mind and I'm one of those people who have got a lot of thoughts. So if you look in, uh, 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 if we had to put a scenario of a card game, right, there's Zimkita with a lot of other players. Um, the dealer is dealing me the cards, right, and dealing everyone 10 cards each, 10, right? If you look at Zimkita, I'm holding the 10 cards, eight out of my 10 cards are quite disadvantageous, right? So I'm looking at the legacy of apartheid. I'm looking at Bantu education. I'm holding gender issues. I'm holding race issues. I'm a divorced woman. I'm a single mom. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of disadvantageous cards, but I've got only two that are advantageous. And I always know that I can play that very well. So my strategy has always been one of the things that I know that I'm sure of, that I, my ability to seek knowledge, right? I have an intrinsic ability to seek knowledge, to seek growth, to seek development, right? And that always, and lucky for me, I don't know when it was developed, right? I remember that at six, at the age of six years, I could read. I know this. I could read 
English at the age of six. I don't know who taught me. I always attribute it to my older sister, Nandi, that because she was an avid reader, and obviously she must have imparted some of the reading to me, but I don't remember because my environment was quite mundane and boring. So I, I don't remember much, but I know that I could read, right? So for me, everything about my life, so my two cards that are very important is my ability to seek knowledge, to seek growth, to seek happiness and contentment. You know, it's, 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 I'm a seeker, right? So that is one of my biggest cards. So for me, whether I take a sabbatical or not, I can lose the money, I don't mind. But the biggest thing that drives me is the highest level of self-actualization, highest level of self-development, self-growth, given my circumstances, given my background, given the game I'm playing in, mm. right? So I'm always trying to play uh, in the game and saying, I know that my cards are not that great. I know this, right? But the two cards that I have, which is my ability to seek knowledge, growth, to, to, to self-actualize, and also my ability to learn quickly. Those are the two cards that I play, and I play those cards very well. So whatever I do, sabbatical, at work, changing environments, my goal is to seek knowledge, to seek growth and development, to seek joy, to seek happiness, right? Mm. And it's a matter of uh, it's, it's, um, what I called, called reflective um, self-reliance because the system doesn't work for me. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So the yeah. system is giving me eight cards that everyone can use these cards to beat me down and get me out of the game. To stay in, I must play my two cards. I play my two cards very well. Whether I'm in corporate, whether I'm outside, my biggest thing is you seek growth, you seek development, you seek knowledge, right? And you actually are absolutely responsible to play those two cards. And I've played the cards very well. Mm. And that is what mm. is important. Mm -hmm. Well said, well said, well said. Um, why did you want to study to be a CA? What was that inspiration? Tell me about that journey. Uh, the inspiration, uh, Elisa, is linked to exactly what I told you. The, the reason why I wanted to be a CA, I, I never wanted, I never set out to be a CA. I set out to find out how money works. So as I was sitting there and reading the book, so I'm sitting there, I'm sitting, I'm reading the Daniel. The books were quite grown up for a child my age, but it was the only books we had in our environment. So I read those books. I had a dictionary. I don't know where I got it from, but I know that I had a dictionary, right? And the key thing for me was always to contrast the world we're existing in, in Butterworth, which was quite poor. Uh, we were not poor in Butterworth. The environment was poor, but I think people like that is a dusty townships. It's, it's all we knew, right? <laughs> so we didn't feel poor in that environment. And then in the villages as well. But I could contrast the world between the books and the life I, I was living. And I was like, something is keeping us here, you know? And my, my whole thing was to find out who is keeping us here. Because I would read the books. The, the, the kids in the books, they had lockers in their school. They had science equipment in their schools. They had um, corridors and, you know, and, and, and I would call them like, ah, but my school doesn't have any of these things. So, so, so that's what actually uh, set me out to say, 
the only thing that is common between my world and the world in the in the books was money. And then that's when I went to my dad to say, please, what such subject would I have learned to understand how money works? And that is what for me is like, it's always been my theme to see. And he said accounting, business. Yeah. Yeah. He said, he said, he said accounting. And then he said, uh, I think few, a few years later, he said, um, Wiseman Kutlu uh, is a chartered accountant, right? Mm. So if you want to get more, you would have to be a chartered accountant. But, but my relationship with the CA brand and with is the seeking of knowledge, the seeking of growth. It, it was to answer some of the questions around me. What is keeping us here? Because I knew that we were, meant, we were not meant to exist in that environment, right? But I couldn't explain it except for finding out how money works because I thought it was going to get me into the other world where I can understand who is keeping us here, uh, ignorant and primitive. Zamkita, Zamkita, Zamkita Mabendla to everybody who's joined us and <laughs> catch or catching the replay or joining in. Uh, this is Career Revolution, inspiring episodes and talking to people who offer inspiration. They've done unconventional things. They've revolutionized themselves and their career. What is Career Revolution? It's when it's, it's the thing that you do because you know you have to do it because you can't keep doing the things this way they are all the time. It's about changing your mindset, um, changing the way you do things to get some better results. And Zamkita is my guest today, and she's sharing her absolute journey of vulnerability and inspiration, how she challenged the status quo, how she defined success on her own terms, and then, as I call her, the queen of sabbatical, moved through her careers, deciding what she wanted from it and knowing that she could always return to it. So something that somebody might say, and I, I respect you were a seeker, you were following knowledge you wanted to know and seek the information to be able to be um, you know, uh, you, you were following your curiosity, you were gaining, you, you were absorbing information wherever you went. Was it the qualification that, I mean, you, you refer to it in your, in your post, the CA brand, you stood by it, it stood by you. Was that a buffer to you taking the sabbatical that you knew that you had this firm qualification and degree that, that, that potentially would carry you through? I mean, it's not a guarantee. It, they, no qualification is a guarantee. No qualification is um, in, in, in the world of work today anything. But talk to me about that. Did that? It's, uh, the CASA brand, um, I know we've taken a, a lot of hits uh, in, in the past, like recent past, right? Mm -hmm. um, it was not until I worked for Saika, right? that I understood the actual uh, value of our brand. And, and the thing is for me, I could link it to exactly why I actually linked, I wanted to, to do accounting. The mm -hmm. accounting explains our day-to-day -day activities. So other people who don't do accounting, they don't understand that. The work that we do as CAs literally holds up financial markets. This is what people don't understand. Mm -hmm. So. If Lysia goes into a mall, when you swipe your card, right, or, or whatever to get into the parking, 
it is possible that a CA is running the finance function that paid for that parking to work, right? When I actually was a CFO, we, I would actually wake up in the middle of the night because I have to go and collect debtors to pay the people because everyone is sitting on my shoulders. I have a hundred employees, hundred or let's say 75 families, right? That require me to go out there, get the money and pay the people, right? Mm -hmm. So people take it for granted. They go, oh, these CAs are useless, right? <laughs> we are not. We are holding your financial markets. The JSE, the JSE, when you see those numbers being produced and how the financial markets work, it's because we wake up, we work 24 hours to make sure that the JSE gets the numbers. J the JSE talks to the New York Stock Exchange, talks to the London Stock Exchange, right? We are working. And that is what people don't, don't get about our profession. That, that is my relationship with the profession. It opens, it is um, part of our daily lives. Accounting is part of our daily lives. The work that we do is part of our daily lives, right? So when people say oh, the CASA brand is, is going extinct, I don't believe that, right? I believe that we will evolve, but the brand itself guarantees us employment because look at how vast Mm. The, the business world is if you're looking at johannesburg alone how many companies are there and i can tell you in each and every company there is a ca probably running that mm. company right so yes i trust my brand the casa brand because i've been trained and i've seen how many clients i can have in one year right mm. the kind of knowledge the kind of relationship capital right that i have so it is a very good and it is a premium brand across the world. So mm -hmm. yes, I trust in my CAS brand because of the fact that I know that it actually, my brand and the work that I do, it impacts people on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. I haven't even touched the entrepreneurs. I mm -hmm. haven't touched mm -hmm. the government sector. I haven't touched anything. My brand guarantees me not employment. It guarantees me that I can serve people. I can serve public interest. We don't always get it right, Lysia. We don't, right? But I can tell you 80% of the time, as CAs, we get it right. And we get a lot of heat for the 20%, rightly so. But we facilitate daily lives. So, and we serve, we serve people. So anybody watching this might think, is this psycho funded? <laughs> no, you are completely, no I'm, I'm, you're, you're absolutely 100% passionate about your work, about what you've worked hard for from an educational perspective, but what you continue to work hard for and do. And I absolutely honor and respect that. We met because of Psyche, but we met while you were on your sabbatical and um, here we are, fast forward to here we are. I want to just quickly kind of move into the decisions that you made within your sabbatical, the most recent one, the longest one, of investing in your brand. You're speaking about the brand of your qualification and I respect that. Talk to me about how you made the decision to grow your thought. Firstly, why did you choose to do that when you were on the on sabbatical? You wanted the freedom to be able to share your thought leadership. Why was it about your thought leadership? 
and share with us what you did and, and how you did it. Uh, uh, Alicia, it comes to the fact that as a black woman in South Africa, uh, um, um, and, 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 and people get uncomfortable when I have to mention this, because of our past, we yes. have a lot of um, anchored stereotypes about who a black woman is supposed to be, right? Mm. So I've gone into meetings where someone introduces me as an associate director or a senior manager, and you can see that the person on the other side of the table doesn't believe that you're competent, right? And people, they think that we don't see it, but we can feel it. We know, you know, you don't trust me. Mm. And you are now in this vortex of always proving yourself all the time to people who mm. don't um, uh, uh, believe in you. And I want to be a visible black woman who is competent. And that is one of the biggest things. I invest in myself. I've spent a lot of money in this investing in myself because I want to be a competent CA right who then imbues other people with competence and with confidence but i must be competent and confident in my knowledge myself right mm -hmm. so for me one of the biggest things is like black women need to be visible we need to put our thoughts out there and we kind of like we need to dilute some of the negative stereotypes right so that the next generation coming in when my daughter walks into the corporate world when my daughter walks in as an entrepreneur it is my duty as a mom and also as a leader to make sure that the women that come after me, they don't have to do the same amount of work that we have had to do to kind of like break down some of the negative stereotypes, mm. you know? And, 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 and what Lisa people don't understand is that because of those negative stereotypes, you are in this vortex of proving all the time you're not learning anything, you're not growing, you're not developing, you're just defending all the time, right? And therefore, someone must do the job, and I'm taking it upon myself to do the job. I've got my daughter, I've got nieces, and I've got young people who look up to me in the profession. I'm taking the knock so that the next generation does not have to do as much work as we have been doing as black women in this country. <laughs> Can I start clapping and celebrating? Every, every time you talk, it's like bumper sticker. Yes, we're going to play the band. That's exactly it. So, Zamkita Mabindla, episode inspire. There's nothing short of inspiration when you talk about the journey that you took, why you took the journey. You're, you know, starting from being, as you described, a, a young girl, girl in Butterworth with. Uh, you know, the deck of cards that you got played didn't give you many upper hands. And you learned pretty quickly how to play the game, how to use the cards that you had and to set out into challenging the status quo, defining success on your own terms and making sure that you became the buyer of your career. I talk about this a lot um, and, and I teach this. This is what my process is. It's about teaching people to be the buyer of their careers, to not be in the position of the status quo says this, there's the corporate ladder of success, and this is what I need to do. Because at some point, that's not going to, you know, it doesn't, one size doesn't fit all. It doesn't work for all of us. Um, and your journey is just uh, ladled with inspiration and inspiration. So present day, 2021, 2020 was your best year. It was your longest sabbatical. Fast forward to today, current day, you're back in corporate. You're at an executive director role. 
what do the next five years hold for you? What's 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 on the cards? Is there another sabbatical? Uh, we're not allowed to no, say. No, I don't know. Like, yeah, and I want to say before anything, when I met you in uh, in twenty uh, twenty during, yeah. and I was like, this is the kind. I mean, as someone who's a career strategist, right, is mm -hmm. someone that I would have benefited from had I known. You know, while I made all of these huge decisions, it was a lonely journey for me. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm making all of these decisions, mm -hmm. and I think for me, one of the things that I would say is that even the people who are advising me, we're talking about the cards. They don't understand my cards. So they give me a one size fits all kind of solution. Mm. And it doesn't work for me. So I'll make an example. Uh, in 2013, I was supposed to make partner in six months. And uh, that was a June of 2014. That's when I exited the firm and went and took lower paying jobs to so that I can parent my daughter. I was going through a divorce that was supposed to be cordial and became quite hostile, right? And I'm telling everyone in the firm, I cannot make partner. It is not possible, right? Mm -hmm. I have this hostile ex-husband, someone I've known for 11 years this year. So people, they think that I was, this is someone I had known for 11 years. So I was like, oh, we've been friends for 11, for seven years we were dating and then we got married. I know this guy. The things that he was doing, you like, I need to crawl under the rock, right? So I'm dealing with that. My child is in the crossfire of this nasty divorce now, right? Um, I have 12 clients and someone is saying to me, oh no, you can make a partner. I'm like, there's no way. There is no way I can make a partner. And I'm telling the story because I've always been authentic about my story. They're saying that, no, you are gonna make a partner in June of next year. There is no way I would have made the kind of partner that I am right now, right? So that's why I exited. So I had to take those huge, those huge losses. I'm at KPMG now. Um, it's a firm that has taken a lot of hit, right? We, we have taken a lot of hit. And I think that they did very well in restoring trust uh, in the firm. They've mm. made some bold decisions. They, uh, and, and that is now me talking as Zimkita outside of KPMG. As mm. I was watching through 2020, the decisions that they were making, they made some bold decisions to actually say as a profession, uh, uh, Alicia, we are reflective, right, of our mm. role in the state capture. We are mm. reflective of um, the ways where we can atone for what some mm. of the things that happened. It was a, that, 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 that it mm. happened, but at least mm. we are showing remorse and atonement. And for mm. me, that's why I, when I had to choose then a firm to go back to, I had to say, okay, let me choose this particular firm. And then that's number one. Number two, I want to be visible to young black people in the firms. I know the pain of uh, working as an article club and there is no one who looks like you in, at, at partnership level, mm -hmm. right? So I am a director and an audit partner at KPMG. I love working with young people of all races, of all genders. I think they are phenomenal. We've got phenomenal young people in South Africa. And I think for me, KPMG is where I would make the biggest impact, right? And mm -hmm. I'm not forgetting my people at EY because I love them. I love my young people at EY too. So the, I, I, I have not forgotten about them. Um, next five years, I want to sign a JSE listed company. I want uh, uh, the young people to know that it is possible to sign these companies with the background that I have, with the history that I have, 
It's not special people who sign these companies. Yes, you might have to wait longer to do it, but things will be restored to you if you make mm. the right decisions. Mm. And you talk about the background, the history that you have. You would have faced a lot of flack over your career. You would have had a lot of people saying, mm, big gaps here, Zamkita, what's good? You know, you would have had the status quo that you were directly challenging. You would have had the status quo questioning you. Um, you speak about the decision to pursue the qualification that you did, the CA qualification, your desire to inspire other people. And, and I love you said, take the knock for the generations to come before you so that they don't have to. What was some of, and just as we start to wrap up, can you speak to what was some of the biggest, the biggest moments for you where it, because I know we discussed this, it grounded you back into re, the, the resolution of what you were doing. You were so clear in your mind when you were exiting your career, when you were taking the sabbaticals, that this was something that's right for you because you, you knew it because it was a definition of your own success. But what were some of the biggest moments? I mean, you, you speak about how HR tried to encourage you not to leave because they valued you. Um, you speak about a number of things. Just share with us uh, around that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Lisa, the one of the things that I do think as I take as, as, as ethics for me, is not even one of those things people say it's a mature decision. I do not take positions where I cannot deliver. If I cannot add value, I don't care how much money I lose. So last year, when I was at EY, I was a partner. I know what kind of a partner I'm supposed to be. If I am split about whether my daughter is going to be committing suicide the next moment or not, you know what I'm saying? There is no way I can deliver as a partner. Mm. There is no way. So I try in my life not to be a taker because I have dealt with a lot of takers. <laughs> you know what in my life mm. so i know how it feels to be taken from so i don't do that uh, for me it's a, it's a bit of a big ethical issue i'm not perfect when it comes to ethics but this is one of the big things i don't take positions and i don't take salaries that i know i cannot deliver on right because it puts me then in a position where i'm going to be defensive and not and not add value and mm. adding value to me is very important right part of me gaining the knowledge, the growth, the development, the joy, the happiness and everything is that I can add value to the system. Because mm. remember, as I told you, the system does not favor me. The only reason why the system wants me is because I add value. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. So I have to add it's Not because, absolutely. Just yeah. pause. It's not because of the qualification. It's not because of the job title. It's not because of the gender or the demographic, it's because you're adding the value. Yes. So so, so, so now, whenever I have to pause and, and, and exit the system is when I'm saying, listen, my, my circumstances, whatever the, 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 the stuff that I'm facing with the system being against is causing me, is impairing my ability mm -hmm. to 100% add value. So when I get my salary as I did yesterday, I am comfortable that that salary I'm giving twice. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I'm adding twice the value, so mm. I'm very, I'm very conscious of that fact, right, all the time. And I've taken and uh, Lisa, and you know, I've told you, I've taken a lot of big financial knocks, 
right? Mm. Uh, to actually be the kind of person so that I can attain the freedom. I am adding value when you're paying me. I'm adding double the value. And therefore, whatever you say, whatever you do, as long as I'm comfortable as Zimkita, that I'm competent and I'm confident that I'm adding value, you can't touch me. Because remember, mm. the system is working against me all the time. Every mm. day, it's little microaggressions here, it's overt aggressions there, <laughs> you know? I must be centered and be comfortable that I bring value, I bring quality, I bring um, a professionalism. When I mm. get to a point where I can't, I exit the system, I take a breather, and then I say, okay, how do I replay my cards? My two cards that I have, let me go back again. But I never want to be in a position where I'm a taker. And it's also the reason then this year I don't participate in corporate politics because they don't serve me. I don't mm. accept people. I don't, I don't uh, participate in, in bonus discussions. And, you know, like the, every time there's a bonus discussion and then everyone is talking about this bonus, you know? Uh, you can't even work because now 80% of your time you're talking about whether Zimkita is getting a bonus or not. I always tell people, give me what you think I deserve is fine. I am here to add value because adding value adds value to me and it also adds value to the young people. I am passionate about young people in my profession. That is what I live for, the young people of my profession. Zimkita, the power plays coming out of the card deck. <laughs> power plays that define success on your own terms. And um, thank you and congratulations to everybody who's listening live, to anybody who's going to be catching us on the replay, please go ahead and follow Zimkita. She's tagged in the event, so you'll be able to get her profile. Follow her, follow her, follow her, follow her. <laughs> and um, thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, questions, Will, you and I will stay on the in the chat for some time and answer any questions, particularly because of the fact that some people are going to be catching this on replay. We're now on the eve of our Heritage Day long weekend, so I'm sure there's been a bit of a close down the laptop and, and um, rush into the weekend. But Zimkita, I just want to thank you so much for um, your vulnerability and for your story and for sharing. Welcome to the Career Revolution. Welcome everybody for being, thank you and welcome to the Career Revolution and thank you for being here because this is the place where you find inspiring stories. This is the place where you find unconventional methods to get extraordinary results. And Zamkita, you've been incredible. You've shared um, so many things. Thank you for letting me interview you and probe into what your career trajectory has been, been <laughs> and what your life has been. Um, I, I appreciate it and, and I can't wait to watch what the next five years are. I can't wait to see where you're going to take your inspiration and specifically inspiring the young hearts and minds of black female professionals in the audit profession, heading towards their articles, completion, writing board and, and becoming a CA. So exciting. So thank you to everybody for your time, specifically Zimkita. Um, I'm going to put up this final thing here. Stay in touch with the career revolution and follow the hashtag, the career strategy formula on LinkedIn. That will keep you up to date with everything that's going to come out next. And I will be 
um, extrapolating all the information and the wisdom that Zankita shared, combining it with some of my teaching, and next week, Friday, I'm going to put out a strategy session specifically around how to define success on your own terms, how to um, be in the right mindset to be able to add value, even when the work's not working. And when work's not working, how to feel confident, how to, how to be confident and feel um, ready enough to make the power plays that Samkita has had, that, that, that Samkita's made, whatever those power plays might look like, whether it's sabbatical, whether it's changing, whether, whatever it might be. We've got, we've all got a deck of cards. We've all got some cards that we can play. So that conversation, um, Zamkita, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time. And thanks for everyone watching. And we'll see you in the replay and we'll see you in the comments. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Lucia, for the invite. I truly appreciate it. Cool. Thank no, you so absolutely. much. Thanks, Zamkita. Bye, everyone.